This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. your name. We give you thanks and we bless you, Father, for the wonderful celebration. Thank you for changing lives. Thank you. Our lives are changed. Thank you for the rich word that we received this week. And Father, we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you'll rise up big within me now, that you'll think through my mind and speak through my lips of clay. And I declare that I'm a servant ready to be used by the master tonight. I thank you that I'll speak your word fearlessly, boldly, accurately, carried by the wind of the Spirit. Thank you that fear will be dispelled, that faith will rise up in the heart of your people. And we are Christian Family Church. Father, we're not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. And therefore, we have good success in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I'm a doer of the word. And you may be seated. Praise the Lord. The title of my message tonight is The Spirit of a Conqueror. Say, I am a conqueror. Say, I am a conqueror. Glory to God. Well, he possessed a five-day supply of food, a Bible, the pilgrim's progress, and a small axe for protection and a blanket. With these legs in Kayara, set out on a journey of a lifetime. He was going to walk from his tribal village in Iasaland to Cairo, where he would board a ship and go to America. He wanted to get a college education. It was October 1958 when Lexon was, he was 16 or 17. His mom and dad were illiterate and they didn't really know how old he was. They gave him his blessing, even though they didn't know where America was. And they said, go on your way if you want to pursue an education. To Lexon, with the spirit of a conqueror, this was a journey that was derived from a dream. It fueled his determination. He wanted to get an education. He wanted to be like his hero, Abraham Lincoln, who had risen from poverty to become the American president. To realize his goal, he wanted to serve mankind and make a difference in the world, but he felt that he needed to get a first-rate education. And in those days, he thought the only place he could get a first-rate education was in America. And so, but forget that Lexon didn't have a penny to his name. Forget that he didn't even have any money to get on the ship. Forget that he had no idea what college he was going to go to. And forget that he didn't even know he was going to be accepted. Forget all that, because Lexon, forget that. Forget that Cairo was 3,000 miles away, and in between there were hundreds of tribes that spoke more than 50 different languages, none that Lexon knew of. But forget all that, because Lexon did. He had the spirit of a conqueror. He put everything out of his mind, except for the dream of getting to the land which would help shape his destiny. Now, as a young boy, he was not always so determined. Sometimes he used his poverty as an excuse for not doing his best at school. He said, I'm just a poor child. What can I do? But like many of his friends in the village, it was easy for him to believe that studying was just a waste of time. But then books were provided by missionaries, and he discovered Abraham Lincoln. 
His story inspired him so much that he realized that the first step to his road to his destiny was to get an education. And that's when he got the idea that he was going to walk to Cairo after full five days of trekking across the African terrain, Lexon had only covered 25 miles. He was already out of food and water, and he had no money. To travel the distance of another 2,975 additional miles seemed impossible. Yet to turn back was to give up, to resign himself to a life of poverty and ignorance. No, with a conquering spirit, he said, I will not stop until I reach America or I will try dying or I will die trying. Sometimes he walked with strangers, but most of the time he walked alone. He entered every village cautiously because he didn't know their language. He didn't know if they were going to be hostile, if they would uh, greet him, if they would um, love on him. But in each village, he found shelter and work. Many nights he slept alone under the stars. He ate wild berries and fruit and eventually became so thin and weak he got a fever. He, he fell gravely ill, but some kind strangers took him in and offered him a place to rest. And while he was resting, he was so discouraged and weary that he even considered turning back. Perhaps he thought it was better to go home than to continue the seemingly foolish journey and risk his life. However, he got to reread his books. He renewed his faith. He got his conquering spirit back. He was determined to reach his goal, so he continued on. On January the 19th, 1960, 15 months after his journey, he had crossed nearly a thousand miles to Kampala, the capital of Uganda. He was now growing stronger in body and was wiser in the ways of survival, and he remained in Kampala for six months. He worked at odd jobs, but when he ever had a spare moment, he was off to the library because he wanted to read. He loved to read. He wanted to educate himself. It was in the library that he found the directory of American colleges. One college stood out. It was called Skagvit, the Valley College in Mount Vernon in Washington. So he wrote immediately to the dean of the college and he explained the situation and wondered if he could perhaps have a full scholarship. The dean was so impressed with Lexon's determination and having a spirit of a conqueror that not only did he grant him admission to the college, but he gave him a full scholarship that would pay for his board and his room. Another place of Lexon's, another piece of Lexon's dream had fallen into place, yet there were still more obstacles to come that blocked his path. First of all, he needed a passport. He needed a visa. And of course, he didn't even know when he was born, so he wrote right away to the missionaries that helped him when he was a little boy. And they helped him get a passport and a visa. Even though he still lacked money for the visa, he had a conquering spirit. He was undeterred. Lexon continued his journey to Cairo, believing somehow the money would come. He had faith. He was so confident that money would come that he spent his last bit of savings on a pair of shoes because he said, when I walk into the American college, I don't want to walk in barefoot. I want to walk in with a pair of shoes. Months passed. And the word of his courageous journey had begun to spread across the waters. And by the time he reached Khartoum, he was penniless. He was exhausted. But the story of Lexan had spanned the ocean 
between the African continent and Mount Vernon in Washington, United States. The students of the college had heard about him, how he was trying to get there to get an education. So they gathered around between them and the citizens of Mount Vernon and Washington. They gathered $650 to cover his fare to go to America. When they, he learned of their generosity, he fell to his knees exhausted, full of joy and gratitude. In December 1960, more than two years after his journey began, he arrived at the college, carrying his book about Abraham Lincoln, and he proudly walked into the towering entrance, the institution, with his shoes on his feet. But once he graduated, he didn't stop. He continued his academic journey and became a professor of political science at the Cambridge University in England, and he became a well-known, respected author. Like his hero, Abraham Lincoln, Lexon rose from his humble beginnings with a spirit of a conqueror. He made a difference in the world and became a magnificent beacon of light which remains as a guide for others to see. He says, I, le I learned I was not the victim of my circumstances. He said, but I became a master of them. He said, people in his village became a victim of their circumstances because they succumbed to their circumstances. But something was inside of them, rose up that he was not going to be a victim of his circumstances, but he was going to master his circumstances. Lexon actually was from Malawi. Can you imagine walking from Malawi to Cairo? He will always be remembered for his memoir, which he wrote in 1965, and the title of his book was, I Will Try. Just when you give up, you should say, I will try. One more time, I will try. He was equipped with nothing better than his sheer faith in God and his faith that he could rise above his circumstances. When he was discouraged, he just said the words, I will try. What a story of an incredible journey of a man with the spirit of a conqueror. Some of the most successful people in history have failed and gone through difficult times. But instead of being discouraged, they refuse to give up. And that's us, family. We refuse to give up. They became unstoppable. They had a spirit of a conqueror. And I'm looking at people today who are unstoppable, who are unshakable. And you have the spirit of a conqueror. But let's have a look at some people who were conquering. This had the spirit of a conqueror. Let's look at some people, including Lexon's hero, Abraham Lincoln. He faced many defeats. At the age of 22, he failed in business. One year later, he ran for a legislator. He lost. When he was 24, he experienced a second business failure. At 26, the woman he loved, his wife passed away. He suffered a nervous breakdown the following year. At 29, he entered another political race. At 37, he did get elected to Congress, only to be defeated two years later. At 46, he lost the Senate. But the next year, he failed in his attempt to become vice president. He was 49, and he was defeated again for the Senate. He had four sons, but only one lived to adulthood. By the age of 51... With the spirit of a conqueror, Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States of America and successfully led the country through one of its most difficult periods. 
Many people would have said, no way, I'm giving up. But not Lincoln. He said, I have a spirit of a conqueror. How many of us know that Henry Ford, he invented the automobile, right, family? But do you know that he went broke five times before he succeeded in business? So if you've gone broke, don't worry. You pick yourself up. You have a spirit of conqueror. You go again because you're going to win in Jesus' name. I know I'm going to date myself tonight, but how many of you ever remember Fred Astaire? How many of you remember Fred Astaire? Okay, Fred Astaire took a screen test at MGM Studios in 1933. And a studio memo reported that he was slightly bald, that he could not act, and he could dance a little. Well, he ended up as an American dancer, singer, actor, choreographer, and he is widely considered as the most influential dancer of the history of film. He was the most influential dancer in the history of film. But yet, he was set, they told him, you can hardly uh, dance. But he was not going to give up. So even when we have people say, you can't do it, family, you got to, there's something inside of you, you got to rise up and say, I will do it and I can do it and I will try. And then what about the newspaper that fired Walt Disney for lack of ideas? Can you imagine? Even Walt Disney went bankrupt a few times before building Disneyland. And then there's John Wesley. He was a founder of the Methodist Church. He was often asked not to return to uh, churches after preaching in them just once. So when he went to preach in the streets, the people kicked him out of the streets. Then he went to preach in the meadow and, and someone led a bull out so that the bull would chase him as he was preaching. But he had a spirit of conqueror. He wasn't going to give up. And so one day when he preached, 10,000 people came to hear him preach. We have to have that spirit of a conqueror family that doesn't matter what comes against us. We are going to win. We are going on top because we are more than conquerors. One common link among all the determined people is we all face adversity. All of us. You'll see determined people, they've struggled, they've tripped, they've had setbacks, they've had failures, but they've pulled themselves together and they've kept on going. And we have the Word of God inside of us and we are more than conquerors in this earth. They kept the dream of their heart alive and they were determined not to give up. So they gave their all. I believe that you're destined to do great things, family. That God has created you for a purpose, on purpose, to do amazing things in the earth today. And God has given you opportunities. He's given you gifts and talents. He's given you assignments that He wants you to fulfill. I'm sure you realize by now that in life we will all face opposition, right? But people who are called to greatness always have great opportunities to fail but we'll always overcome. God never said it would be easy, right, family? In fact, He guaranteed adversities will come our way. He promised, though, to be with us through all our difficulties, through all our trials, that He'd give us a strength, that we have the fight, we have the, a fight of faith, and we will win in Jesus' name. We will overcome. He has given us the ability and authority and the tools to overcome every adversity in life. I want you to see yourselves as one that overcomes adversities, not that one that succumbs to adversities, but one that overcomes adversities. We don't shrink back, no family. We don't shrink back, we go on in full force. 
I want you to see yourself as someone who boldly faces adversities, that you'll fully handle difficulties with the grace of God, the courage of God, the confidence of God in your heart and the Word of God and you'll rise up, become everything that God is destined for you to become. You see, family, adversities are not optional, but it takes a conquering spirit to overcome them. Jesus himself said, John 16, 33, in the world you have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. How many of us had tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration? We can put both hands up, both feet up. We've had it all, right? But look what God says is, hey, cheer up. Take courage. Be happy. Even when the trials come, be confident. Be undaunted. Why? Because I've already given you the tools to overcome every single trial. He said, I've overcome the world. I've depraved it of power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. That is phenomenal right there. It's incredible, amazing, over the top. Thank you, Jesus. He's done it. He's taken the power of the world away and he's given it to us. Glory to God. I've deprived it of power to harm you. That's why we say angels of God can camp around about us and protect us in all our ways. No evil will be for us. Now there's any plague, hijacking, murder, come near our dwelling, stray bullets included. Right? So Romans 8.35 says, Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering, affliction, tribulation, shall calamity, distress, or persecution, hunger, destitution, peril, or sword? Well, thank God none of us have got to the perilous sword yet. Right, the disciples got to the perilous sword, but we're not there. Thank you, Lord. Even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all day long. That was, well, today in many countries of the world, Christians are being put to death every single day for their faith. For thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep. For the slaughter. Yet, amid all these things, amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surprising victory through Him who loved us. Family, I don't mind what we are facing in life. God has given us the tools, He's given us the Word of God that we can become more than conquerors in this life. Glory to God. So what does it mean to be more than a conqueror? Well, you need to get Apostle Theo's message because it tells you how to be a conqueror. But I believe it means that before we even face an adversity, before we even face a battle, before we even face any difficult trial in our life, it means that we know we will already win. We will win because God is inside us if we persevere with the strength and the wisdom and the faith in God. If we look at Romans 8.31, it says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. If God be for us, family, who can be against us? You have no reason to have any other attitude than the attitude of a conqueror. Because God is on our side. He loves you and He will give you the spirit of a conqueror. Don't listen to the naysayers, even if they're family, friends, even if they're Christians, and they say, you can't. You say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't listen to the naysayers. If you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, his, his family pleaded with him to get a respectable job. They said, how long are you going to go training all day long in the gym and live in a dream world? Yet Arnold, despite his critics and his family's negative talk, 
went on to win Mr. Olympia seven times, the most prestigious bodybuilding competition in the world. And after that, he became a movie star. Then he ran for office and became the governor of California. Unfortunately, um, I don't think he has made many good decisions in his life, but he at least never stopped trying. There are people in our lives who are going to try and discourage us. They're going to tell us, well, our ideas won't work. They're going to tell us we're too short, too, sh too tall, too short, too young, too late, too old. They're going to give us all the excuses, but we're going to have a spirit of a conqueror and we're going to say, we're going to ignore the negative input and we're going to put God's word in our heart and our mouths and we are going to be a person that is ignited with the passion of God and the word of God in our lives. Get Apostle Theo's message more than a conqueror. Meditate on it. There was a person who was accountant for Esther Lauder, and they told her, listen, this is a cutthroat business. You have no chance of success. Yet they went on to find a multi-billion dollar, dollar cosmetic empire. I know may, some of you might not know Ray Charles. Do you know, remember Ray Charles? How many of you know Ray Charles? Okay, so Ray Charles is an African-American. He's a blind man. He has sold millions of music albums. But one of his teachers told him, he said, Ray, you can't play the piano, and God knows you can't sing, so you better learn how to weave chairs so you can support yourself. Okay, now I'm dating myself again, Diana Ross. <laughs> Diana Ross, okay, how many of you remember Diana Ross? Okay, she's an American actress. She's a recording artist. In fact, remember the Beatles? Everybody remembers the Beatles. Remember the Beatles? Okay, so she was in an all-girl band called the Supremes. And the Supremes were just as famous as the Beatles in their heyday. But when she went for an audition for a high school musical, she was told by the teacher, you have a nice voice, but nothing special. She sings soul, R&B, dance, and her net, work is, net worth is $250 million. And her teacher told her, which is nothing special. That's why I say, don't listen to the naysayers. You are something special. And then there's the other lady, Sher. How many of you know Sher? Born in 1946. She's 73 years of age. She looks like... 30, because she's had so much work done. It's like she took from the top and she raised it all up and she made it in a big knot. But nevertheless, she looks 30. <laughs> she's an American actress. She's a singer, television host. They call her the goddess of pop. I'm not crazy about her myself. But Richard Abendon told her when she was very young, she, he said, you'll never make the cover of a Vogue magazine because you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. But when Cher did appear on the cover, Vogue sold more copies than ever before. And her net worth today is $350 million. From somebody was told you're never going to make it. They pushed through the naysayers. So don't listen to naysayers, family. No matter what you're going through in life, we have to have the spirit of a conqueror inside of us. We've got to know who we are in Christ. We've got to know our armor. We've got to know that we walk in faith. We can overcome every obstacle. Whether we're trying to pay off a mountain of debt or trying to finish our education or whether we are leaving an abusive situation, trying to start a business or going to, through a business, or if your business is going through a difficult time or you want to go in the ministry, perhaps you've got a brand new house or you just got married. It doesn't matter what situation you're going through. 
You've got to remember God is on your side and he wants you to be a success in life and you must have a spirit of a conqueror. People who finish well in life are the ones with a strong character and a staying power. We have to have a strong character and a staying power. Even if we fail, you know, in a month's time, we're going to get up again and we're going to go on. We're not going to stay in the ditch. We're going to get out of the ditch and we're going to go on and we are going to win in Jesus' name. Jesus never quit on us, family. Glory to God, he went to the cross. Thank God when the circumstances were rough, he is our example. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, he's the author and the finish of our faith. Paul had a remarkable ministry. He finished well, and near the end of his journey on earth, he wrote, I've fought the good fight, the worthy, the honorable, the noble fight. I've finished my race, and I've kept, and I've heard, firmly held the faith. He basically said, look, I've been through a lot. The enemy might have tried to take me out, but he did not succeed. And family, even if the enemy tries to come to your house, your business, your home, your marriage, your children, and try and take you out in the name of Jesus, he will not take you out because you have the spirit of a conqueror inside of you. You'll rise up and take dominion and you will be, be um, more than a conqueror on the earth. Because God is inside of us, family. David had to face his Goliath before he could become a king. So let's not run away from difficult situations. Let's deal with them. Instead, we say to God, God, I'm going to go through this and I'm going to come out victorious because I'm going to have the attitude of a conqueror and I'm going to have the spirit of a conqueror because you are with me. So family, what is a winner? A winner is simply a man or a woman who has become all that he or she ever dreamed of becoming who's accomplished the goals that God had put in their heart. Because the greater conqueror lives inside of us. So family, as we go out this week, let's know who we are in Christ. Let's rise up and face the challenges of life, knowing we are going to overcome every challenge in life in the name of Jesus, because you have the spirit of a conqueror inside of you. Glory to God. Give the Lord praise in the house. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.